0: Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And now, here's your host, Tina McIntosh, along with Sarah Shetty.
1: Hi, everyone. You are listening to Caregiver Crossing, the podcast. I'm Tina McIntosh in our home studio at Joy's house with Sarah Shetty. Hello. And we have a guest. Sarah, I'm going to ask you to introduce our guest today.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Today, we have Lisa Lobdell. Um, And Lisa is a guest because she was um, a longtime listener of our Caregiver Crossing radio show and sent in um, an email in response to a show um, where we were discussing um, downtown living and um, just had a lot of really great points about uh, what it is like to live downtown, the amenities, um, why she's chosen to live downtown rather than the suburbs. Um, and since we are, uh, exploring some of those themes this month, um, the red line opening and Indie Due Day coming up, um, we just thought she would be the perfect guest. So thank you, Lisa. Thanks for joining us.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for
0: having me.
1: Okay. So when you say you've lived downtown, my head goes to like, you've lived there for five or 10 years.
2: No, actually we've lived there 35 years. You've lived downtown for 35 years. 35 years. Was Um, that a thing 35 years ago? Actually, it was. I I actually lived on the Near East Side for about 10 years, and then uh, my husband and I bought a home in the Old North Side, and we've been there for 25. And you've raised how many kids there?
1: Four kids. I I know it seems silly, because if we went to a different city, right, we would expect people are living downtown, but Indianapolis, I think, sometimes we overlook how incredible our downtown is um, for recreational stuff, for one, but also... Um, for living. What is it that you, what do you like best about living downtown?
2: Oh, now uh, we love biking, the cultural trail, um, biking over by the zoo. We love... Oh my gosh, um, biking by the zoo, if if people have not done that, it's beautiful over there. It is beautiful. Um, and then we can take the Monon up and, and take the trails along Fall um, Creek and it gets us to a myriad number of other trails. We also love the easy access to restaurants like Tinker Street, which is just a few blocks from our home. Mass Avenue is a 10 minute walk, um, depending on how fast you're walking. I do it in five, my husband does it in 10. <laughs> um, but, Sorry, Richard. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, we have easy access to that. Our doctor's office is within walking distance from yeah, our house. So let's talk about that kind
1: of stuff. Cause, like, mm-hmm. I get the restaurants and the recreational, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I love going downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently did something, by the way, with my daughter and her friend. They're 10. And I put them, we have an old Jeep, really Mm -hmm. old Jeep. And I put them in the car and I said, I'm going to go wherever you guys tell me to go. I'm going to start driving straight. You have to tell me to turn left or right. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful night. And we ended up downtown. It was so much fun just to have them navigate, you know, and just to have a surprise. That's so fun. It was so fun. But we ended up downtown and um, my daughter's friend said, I don't come downtown very often. And she's like, there is so much to do. I mean, we we had the best time. But I get the recreational, but when you say your doctor's office is right around the corner,
2: I have the audacity to feel surprised. No, don't feel surprised. There are actually quite a few doctor's offices downtown. Um, our doctor, um, she has her own practice, and um, we can. it's four blocks away from her house, so it's really easy access, and Methodist Hospital is a very short drive. Um, my husband recently had some um, surgery, and I... Drove back home and took a nap for a little bit while he was in recovery, and um, came back and picked him up. So good for you. It was uh, very easy.
1: Yeah, are are in neighbors? I mean, do you have other neighbors that have lived there for a long time, or do you find a lot of
2: renters? We do. We have um, neighbors in um, that actually they were the real pioneers in the neighborhood um, that started bringing um, the Victorians back to their original Mm -hmm. grandeur. But yeah, we have some that have been there over fifty years. Yeah. Imagine the changes they've seen. Oh yes. In 50 yes. years,
1: and how do you feel about all the apartments? I feel like everywhere I turn downtown, there are apartments popping up.
2: Um, I think the apartments are great. Um, I think most of them fit in pretty well. I kind of like those contemporary designs. I hope they're built well enough that they'll be there 50 years from now. Uh, but but that aside, I think it's great seeing more density and uh, more people downtown. So Sarah has been really excited about the Red Line, you know, and and taking the podcast on the Red Line.
1: Yes. Are we yes. doing that soon?
0: Yes. Yeah. I actually hope to um,
1: for our next episode. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So how, um, how, what do you call yourself? Are you a downtowner? What are you? Is there a name? Uh, downtown
2: Urbanite? Downtowner? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a name I've for Urbanite. I've heard yeah. Urbanite before. I like yeah. Urbanite.
1: I feel downtown...
2: Uh, (laughs) Um,
1: so as an urbanite Mm -hmm. how do you feel about things like the red line is that a benefit to us as a city how is it to you as neighbors those are two questions
2: oh gosh that remains to be seen um I hope I hope it's really successful because a lot of money has gone into it I have not used it yet um it unfortunately it doesn't take me anywhere I really need to go um I work in Carmel and so I drive to Carmel, and um, I've had friends that have tried to take it and been unsuccessful at this point, but it's free, and so there were backups and things, so we'll see. Yeah, there's a learning curve, right? Yes.
1: Um, for you, when you drive to Carmel in the morning... And everybody else is stuck in traffic coming downtown to work. Mm-hmm. Do you just kind of smile and wave on your way as you buzz by? Because <laughs> um, you're going opposite of traffic, right? I am,
2: yeah. And I go up college to Westfield. Um, so I don't even get on the interstate. Okay. Um, and with all of the college avenue construction, I would go down a side street and keep zigging and zagging until I got to work. And I didn't really lose any time. Yeah. So I just,
1: I always think about that if I'm going opposite of traffic, uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, this feels. Very good. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> this it is nice. Yes, it does
0: do you um, think I? So, do you think it takes um, a certain personality type, though, to really embrace downtown living? Because I mean, I definitely think of myself as an extrovert, a people person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love being downtown because it is full of people, and I don't mind crowds, and I don't mind. I honestly don't even mind traffic because to me, that just feels part of mm-hmm. the experience when you're downtown. Um, do you think that that plays into a love for living downtown as being surrounded by people and
2: noises and activity? Or do you think an introvert would? My husband and I are both classified as introverts. Oh, really? So yeah, quite a few of our neighbors are too, I think. Okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think both. You can pick and choose how much you want to sure. be out in the crowd. Um, and we don't uh, we don't necessarily go out to dinner on Saturday nights downtown. We go out on Tuesday nights. Sure. So we can avoid a lot of that. Yeah, and I, you know, I think um, I have some friends that have that are introverts that live downtown,
1: and they love their home. Uh, yeah, you know, their home mm-hmm. becomes their their place. But what I love, Lisa, what I've heard you talk about is, and and our guest is Lisa um, Lavdell. I don't think this isn't like radio where people join us mid segment. No,
0: but unless they're fast forwarding through, right?
1: <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, but. um I hear you saying there's a community, too. You know your neighbors, and I think sometimes people overlook that and think, oh, you live downtown. You're kind of isolated, but you have a community.
2: Right. We, yeah, we, we sit out on our neighbor's porch at night sometimes. Um, they have young children. My husband is really good about, um, he loves to entertain, and so he'll invite different neighbors over for dinner. And so we, we have dinner with 30-year-olds with kids, and we have dinner with uh, empty nesters like us. So there is quite a community. We have um, we have a great um, social committee in our neighborhood, and they have um, cocktail nights and different kinds of parties. And so I um, love that very social.
1: So as we're wrapping up here, your recommendation to people who are um, I don't know, Lisa. So you're in your email. I feel like you referenced being aging, but I look at you and you're <laughs> she's beautiful and youthful, and yeah. um, she is not. Uh, not aging around here, you got to be 90 to say you're old, so you know, aging is <laughs> getting closer and you're gorgeous. Um, not that older adults can't be gorgeous, goodness, I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. <laughs> but what would you say to people who are, you know, aging, becoming empty
2: nesters 55 plus that are thinking about living downtown? I would definitely say, do it. Um, there is a large community down there, and um, unlike and I'm probably going to get myself into trouble. Unlike the <laughs> suburbs, you can kind of leave your car at home and walk to restaurants. In um, suburbs, often you don't have sidewalks, and it's kind of dangerous, you know, driving across 54th Street, um, getting to places. We have two grocery stores that aren't—they're uh, not right next door, but they're within walking distance. So you can get around, you can be active, and do a lot of things, and. Um, and enjoy downtown. And still have neighbors and
1: community. And, and still I, have neighbors and community. You know, what you've encouraged me to do, Lisa, is to look around differently. You know, when I'm downtown, I'm not just, um, I'm usually buzzing in for an appointment or mm-hmm. going for a dinner or, you know, things like that. And so what, what I want to do now is look around a little bit more mm-hmm. and see those doctor's offices and see, you know, the grocery stores. I've passed the grocery stores so many times downtown, mm-hmm. and I know that. But I don't see them necessarily. Right. You know, but I need to look for that stuff. So I know we've got to take a break. Um, Yeah, you're listening to Caregiver Crossing a Podcast, and we'll be back in a moment. Caring people make the difference. You can feel the minute that you walk into American senior communities. Experts in senior health care, not just doing a job, but following a calling. They are here to help you and your family find answers, solutions, and peace of mind. In fact, they become an extension of your family. For more information about American Senior Communities, visit ASCCare.com. That's ASCCare.com. Of course, a big thank you to our sponsors at American Senior Communities. We also want to say thank you to AARP, Bethany Village, and Severns and Howards. Thank you for continuing to believe in Joy's house and continue to believe in Caregiver Crossing, a podcast. Before we jump back in with Lisa Lobdell, our guest here in our home studio at Joy's House, I have to tell you, I've had several people mention to me that they've listened to the podcast.
2: Yay. I know. So
1: thanks for listening. And the fun thing about a podcast is you can jump around and pick the ones that interest you and listen at any time. But I want to encourage you to also share it with other people so you can share the link on um, social media.
0: Yeah, yeah. We post it on our uh, Facebook page, Caregiver Crossing, um, with every new episode that publishes on Thursday. So it's as simple as sharing that post. um, And we would love to continue to gain listeners and um, continue to talk about all of our um, topics for supporting uh, family caregivers, um, both caregivers right now, and those that will be in the future.
1: Yeah, and I think we're um, we're going live with, with a new podcast every what day of the week? Thursday. Every Thursday. Um, I think Sarah and I are going to talk here in just a few minutes about some special podcasts um, as well. So just uh, be looking for those special podcasts. But Lisa stuck around with us, so thanks for being with us. You're welcome. And uh, we're talking about living downtown. I have a question for you that's a little, a little off-center, but bear with me here. When you were a little girl... What did you picture your life would be like at this age? And you're in your fifties. Fair to say? Yes. What did you think your life would be like in your fifties? Dead, because you know when you were a little girl, you thought your (laughs) fifties was like ancient.
2: Um, No, I think by the time I was in my teens, I saw myself living in a big old house. Well, that's perfect. Because you live in a big old house. I do live in a big old house. Yes. So that was uh, that's probably the one thing that I. I thought about that actually happened. So, Why do you think that was? Um, We moved a lot when I was a kid and uh, lived in apartments. And I went to, we lived in uh, Franklin uh, when I was a girl. And I went to the girls club down there. And the girls club was in a big Victorian house. Yes. And I think that's when I fell in love with them. That's so so great. Well, good for you. Can you answer that question, Sarah? Do you know what when you were little? I
0: was obsessed. I was the the classic little girl that was obsessed with horses. Like I feel like a lot of little girls you know, when go you say through that, that.
1: I instantly can see your bedroom. You had those little plastic horses.
0: Everywhere. I sure did with yeah. the stables, yeah. and I would arrange them differently every morning. And I remember for Christmas once, my our neighbor sewed me this beautiful like duvet horse cover, and so my bedroom was complete. Aww. But yeah, I think I always thought that I would have horses and be on a farm somewhere, and. Now I live in Broad Ripple, and I can't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. And for the same reasons that Lisa was talking about earlier, it's just the access to all the things. Everything is close mm-hmm. by. Yeah.
1: I mean, I still like a horse, but... I mean, you can come to my house and hang out with the goats and chickens if you want. I would love that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, have a, I have a boxer that I might be willing to give you, too. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> Phoebe is wearing out her welcome. I have three dogs, three cats, chickens, and goats, and my boxer is still a puppy and i have to be reminded of that often oh my goodness <laughs> so do you have animals downtown do you do you care i mean some people just are like don't want animals
2: we do uh we had a dog and we have a cat um we unfortunately lost our our dog uh, I'm sorry earlier that. in the week yeah he was Aww. 14 and Aww. and not doing well so yeah, i'm sorry tough, to hear that but yeah but uh there, lots of people have dogs and yeah. kids at downtown so
1: well i find um some friends of mine that lived downtown and had a had a dog and would walk it that was part of their community mm-hmm. was going for the walk and you know um, speaking with other people right. along the way mm-hmm. so um well i'm sorry to hear about your loss if you decide you want a boxer in the next month you just <laughs> get back to me i'm pretty
2: sure we'll say no you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no but that's hard and You know, you mentioned you moved around a lot. Um, I know that you, uh, your mother, you're very Mm -hmm. close with your mother, and um, she is in long-term care. Yes, she is. And uh, any, you know, living downtown doesn't play into that at all, I don't imagine, other than you want to be close to her. And I think you wish there was a long-term care community
2: close. I do, and I I think there's a need for it. Um, When you look at the radius around downtown Indianapolis, long-term or full uh, full continuum of care facilities are four or five miles out from downtown. Um, I that is really... hard. That's a long way. Right. And so I, I had really hoped that maybe when they were designing the Bottle Works development oh, right. that's near my house, it would be great if they had included a facility there. Even, you know, even assisted living would be nice. Um but, yeah, it would be great if I could go over in the afternoon after work and take my mom out for a walk. Um, yes. We do, I do take her downtown sometimes, but it's a trip to get her from where she is in the car. And, and you work with people, you know how difficult it can be just getting them in and out of the car to go mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, but she, she loves when we've gone to the Central Library. She loves going to the top floor with the sun coming in because she's a sunshine girl and um and just sitting there and looking at the view and and she'll start pointing at things and saying well now that i think was over where i worked and so that that's a lot of fun Aww. but but those opportunities are few because of, of her location right
1: are there is a place downtown that um not just for your mother but for anybody have you been to the top of the salesforce building
2: I actually worked in that building a long time ago before it was Salesforce. So, yes, I have been to the top. Oh,
1: my goodness. Mm-hmm. We just got to do that that round room that's at the top uh-huh. that they will um, loan out to not-for-profits. Oh, okay. It was, I feel, when you described your mother, I pictured myself, sorry, I went egocentric there, but, like, I pictured <laughs> myself there uh-huh. looking around doing the same thing. Like, oh, there's Beach Grove, and right. there's Carmel, and... Mm-hmm. Um, there's something reminiscent and calming about doing that. So when you say, you know, you take your mom to the top floor of the central library, uh-huh. like I can picture the two of you up there just watching the world and right talking about surroundings. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So any other advice, you know, for those of us who don't live downtown, what would you, what would you say to us? Because it's part of our economy, right? Keeping mm-hmm. our city going to both have people who live downtown and visitors, but there's so much change happening and, I feel like our downtown is really expanding as homes are being redone and mm-hmm. communities are being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about those of us who do
2: not live downtown? Any advice for us? Well, property values are going up downtown if you've not been paying attention. Um, so if you wanna do it, I would say do it soon. And don't don't assume that you have to move to downtown Indy um, to enjoy an urban setting just like Sarah was saying, there's Broad Ripple. It, it offers a lot of the same amenities. Downtown Carmel, um, you know, and, and you look at what the CDC says, and I can't remember the whole list, but, you know, uh, what makes a community well? It's walkable. It's got things like grocery stores and those amenities. If There's community. Health care, um, I think. Right. Um, yes. Health care. Yeah. You can um, look for those in any of the urban areas around here. And And I find it interesting that we don't assume that that would be good for seniors as well. They talk about families and millennials, but we leave seniors out of that equation so often. Oh, well,
1: don't make us get our soapbox out. (laughs) We leave seniors out of the equation of a lot of things, particularly in Indiana. I don't know if you've heard, but we are ranked last in the nation for care for caregivers and aging loved ones.
2: I did not know that.
1: It is... So that'll be a whole different podcast segment. I think we're going to let y'all go for now, yes. but um, we appreciate you listening to caregiver crossing. Why don't you email me with any thoughts or um, visitors? I mean, that's what Lisa did and thank you for coming in and spending time with us. You're welcome. Um, you also can email me at Tina at Joycehouse.org. And that's it for now from caregiver crossing. We'll
0: see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to caregiver crossing a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. If you would like to learn more about Joy's House, visit joyshouse.org. And for social media, you can like us on Facebook at Caregiver Crossing.